following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Would you be interested in hearing a radio show? You are absolutely atrocious. Come on, man. At least listen to what I have to say. There is one person in charge of every office in America, and that person is Charles Darwin. We need to evolve into dudes who score. It naturally follows that if we can significantly reduce the inappropriate use of equipment, you should, like, copy your butt. We will also significantly reduce the number of accidents. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. Rose! Come on, I love you, Rose. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Welcome to the show, everybody. We are glad that you're with us on this first day after cutdown. Which means that football is right around the corner and you can get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning to the DraftKings, it's giving you customers $200. That's right, 200 bones and free bets instantly when you bet a dollar or more on any football game. And it doesn't matter who you take, what you take. You can fade. You don't have to fade. You can bet the money line. You don't have to bet the money line. Listen up, though. You don't, want to, you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Place a bet of $1 or more on any game this week. Any week one game, you receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long, though, with their daily fantasy contest. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a shot at $1 million. A $1 million top prize nothing adds the excitement adds the excitement rather watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million dollar top prize does it no it doesn't so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use the promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million dollar top prize with your first deposit that's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook and official Sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and a $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, with that, welcome to the show, everybody. We are day one past the final cutdown day, although, as we all know, it's not a final cutdown day because the roster will be in flux, not just for days, but for weeks. And, and you know, it, it'll be in flux all year. Nevertheless, training camp is over. Preseason is over. Cutdown day is over. Here we go. That's right. Are you fired up? It's showtime. Let's kick some ass. I thought so. So let's get right into it. Nikki Jabvala of the Washington Post will be joining us a little bit later in the show. Uh, but for now, we got to go out to uh, Ashburn, or at least we will in a few minutes, and we will hear from Ron Rivera, who spoke to reporters yesterday uh, concerning cutdowns and the final roster decisions and all of that. And as you're going to hear him kind of stealthily slip into one of the questions there, uh, the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick is, in fact, the starting quarterback 
Yeah, I know. That comes as a huge surprise to uh, everybody, doesn't it? (laughs) All right, nevertheless. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, Nevertheless, a couple of observations about the final cuts, because I know we were extraordinarily surprised in some of them, like Jimmy Moreland, Mouse in the House, the People's Corner, at a JMU uh, going and Troy Apke staying. Now, I've been thinking about that one because I want to take a, a few hours to at least digest this and ruminate on it and whatnot. But here is the possible justification for it. You, you've heard Rivera say that, that Troy Apke, who they're converting to cornerback this year and who, whose coverage skills leave something to be desired, was a luxury that they could afford. Well, that's a good thing if the coaches are thinking it's a luxury they can afford because it means they like the depth on this team. One of the reasons I think to keep Apke, well, the reason to keep Apke is special teams. And think about it. This organization has, you know, what did it make its bones on? One of the things, at least, it made its bones on back in the glory days, going back to George Allen and then George uh, Joe Gibbs. That was special teams. I mean, think about it. This club had a special teams player win an MVP award in 1983, Mark Mosley. It had a special teams player who should be the first special teams player in the history of the game inducted into the Hall of Fame one day in Brian Mitchell. So special teams has always been one of the things that this organization has hung its hat on. And by now, if you haven't seen it, there's plenty of tape out there uh, of Troy Apke excelling on special teams. Uh, you know, the most recent clip is the one that I saw in person from the box on Saturday, one of Tressway's many punts. Apke beats uh, not just the entire coverage team down the field, but beats most of the Ravens' return team down the field as well. And that could be, you know, that, that, that could be important this year. I mean, think about it. If you've got a gunner, that can get down there. There may be a very close game with a playoff spot on the line or in a must-win situation. You know, a three, a four-point game, something like that in the fourth quarter, you really need to flip field position. Troy Apke goes down, uh, makes a tackle on the, you know, inside the 10-yard line. The defense gets a stop. All of a sudden, Washington gets the ball back in position to either kick a tying field goal or or maybe, you know, a short field for a go-ahead touchdown drive. So I get why he kept him. Um, the fact that Jimmy Moreland was given an injury designation is probably, it's not circumventing the rules, but it's a way to pay him a little bit of extra money as an incentive to go on the practice squad rather than get scooped up uh, by another team and take an offer from another team, which is going to happen. I'm not going to be surprised to see some of these guys that were cut get picked up by other teams. Antonio Gandy-Golden would be another example of that, which and that has not been the case the last few years. You have not seen a lot of uh, Washington's cuts being picked up by other teams. There were some good football players that didn't make this team. Now, how that manifests itself coming into, you know, the regular season, we'll just have to wait and see. But it is interesting that, especially with those two guys, uh, I think you're going to see you're going to see some significant action with them. Also, wouldn't be surprised to see AGG back on the practice squad. Again, if he doesn't get picked up. 
But a guy that's 6'5 like that, um, you know, there aren't too many possession receivers out there um, at 6'5. Peyton Barber, another one. Again, didn't have a a great camp this year, but, you know, uh, there's a guy that they feel that the three running backs they stayed with were somebody that they can pick up, you know, today, tomorrow, before week one, could do the job better, says that the overall talent level of this team, the coaches feel, has improved. Having said that, let's take you out to Ashburn now. Ron Rivera and Marty Herney. Uh, I'm sorry, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew yesterday. I'm at the media late yesterday afternoon. Talk about cuts, talk about guys that made it, talk about guys that didn't make it. All right, first question for Ron. What do you think about the roster that you put together? Well, I, I feel very good about the speed at wide receiver and the speed at, uh, at, 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 at in the secondary. You know, it was one of the things that we did intentionally. I mean, this is a young football team, and, and, and unless I miscounted, uh, we have 25 guys with rookie year, second year, and third year in the league. I mean, we're building, and, and, and to be able to add that kind of youth onto the roster and at the same time add that speed, uh, we feel good about it. We feel comfortable. And, and you know, kudos to, to, to Martin and Marty and their team. I mean, you know, guys going out and finding the kind of guys that we're looking for that we felt strongly about adding to our roster, that, that's a big deal. It really is. And um, feeling good about the wide receiver, feeling good about the, uh, the secondary thing is big. I really do because, you know, we, we, we just feel that it was, it was a need. It was something, again, getting a set of fresh eyes that we talked about upgrading. Upgrading is something they felt they did at running back as well. Again, one of those things where it was a big position battle in camp. You saw Lamar Miller, who was signed in the offseason, get uh, released a couple of weeks ago, and now Peyton Barber gone as well. And we asked Ron, you know, about the running back room and why uh, he took Jarrett Patterson over a veteran like Peyton Barber. Well, I I think the biggest thing is uh, with the running back situation, we thought Jarrett had a pretty good camp. And he's a young guy that you know we want to take a little bit of a look at, and uh, we'll just go from there as far as that position is concerned. Um, and then uh, as far as uh, defensive back, uh, we we really like what Tory gave us. We thought Tory McTire had a, had a very good camp. Um, you know, he, he really showed, and, and that was one of the really uh, good things that that uh, we one of the things we really looked at was uh, was that position because uh, that was a tough position for us. I mean, we, we felt like we had some really good battles all the way to the very, very end. And, and, and some guys, you know, really showed. Um, and I told you guys this, too, the other day, that, that the last game helped kind of push some things over. You know, um, Dale Roberts, you know, really had a strong game. Uh, he had actually a strong two weeks leading up and just really shined. And, and he's a guy that really is intriguing and we want to see a little bit more out of you might have also noticed that tight end Samus Reyes, who has literally never played football uh, before last year, is the team's third tight end. Reason behind that is that there was a lot of interest in him at the combine that they had or the pro day they had. I think it was at the University of Florida um, earlier this year, and the team was just afraid if they tried to if they tried to sneak him to the practice squad, it wouldn't work that somebody would have snapped him up. But he also made the team because of some tremendous upside potential that he's got. Exciting watching Samus, you know, from start to where we are right now. He's improved uh, dramatically from going back to when he first got here. He has every tool that you want 
as an athlete uh, is just getting him to translate that into playing this game. And he did a, he did a lot of really promising things in the games uh, that he played in uh, that give us an indication that he's on the right track. So we do see him as a guy who's a you know, very valuable guy to try, to try to develop for the future. And if you weren't sure, yes, that in fact was Martin Mayhew talking about Samus Reyes. And finally, of course, the biggest surprise cut just around the league yesterday was Cam Newton, Rivera's former quarterback in Carolina. So we had asked the ubiquitous question, what about Cam? Ron gave a somewhat interesting answer. And also, you're going to hear him low-key sneak in that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick will, in fact, start week one. It, it did pop up uh, on, our, on our radar. Um, but just so you know, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is our starting quarterback. Um, and, um, you know, so that's where we are. We, we have three guys we like, you know, that, that all, you know, came to camp, did a nice job for us, and we're going to go forward with those guys. Burgundy Gold insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post joins us from very wet Ashburn. So uh, has the practice bubble been blown over? Is it uh, doom and gloom and, and, you know, natural disasters out there or what? Um, the, the bubble's still standing, Thank so God. that's a good thing. Um, the media room is a little shaky. It's Ooh. also a tent. Ah. Um, but, but so far, we're alive. We're making it through. Excellent. Excellent. Um, let's see. Let's just let's go ahead and start. We've had a, a day to kind of look over and absorb and ruminate on the what is, I, I like to call it the current 53. Um, what's the sense of of how much churn there's going to be on this roster between now and and kickoff um, a week from this Sunday, do you think? I would expect there to be a few changes. Um, I mean, when you look at the roster as a whole, really not much has changed. I mean, uh, the majority of the guys that were cut are back on the practice squad. I mean, they, they re-signed 15 players that were all part of the training game roster, including you know, Antonio Gandy-Golden and, and Peyton Barber. So, um, but as far as the, the 53, I would expect them to make a few changes. I mean, most notably, they only have four linebackers. I don't think you can go into a season with only, you know, that number of linebackers, especially given the troubles they had at that position last year. So I, I think they, they are looking to probably add somebody there. And when you do that, you got to cut somebody else. So there could be a few changes. Something interesting that you mentioned Nikki, was that that of the of the final roster plus the practice squad, like you said, not much has changed. Now, for as someone who has been somewhere other than Ashburn in their career when covering the NFL, generally speaking, I mean, what does that mean when it comes to the overall state of talent on a on a on any given franchise? I think that means that they feel pretty good about the guys they have. I mean, the practice squad is not, um, isn't necessarily just a developmental group. I mean, that's, that's their pipeline when injuries occur. I mean, those are, those guys are, you know, a step away from being called up and with the new rules um, where they can elevate two players uh, for game week, including an offensive lineman. Um, you know, those, those guys are incredibly valuable. Um, so I, I think it speaks to the depth on the team. You know, a lot of these, players that were cut probably would have made the team last year um but there's so much competition at every position um and, and intentionally so they won every spot on the roster so um 
you know, there's, there's good familiarity there. There are guys that know the system. Um, so you, you want to keep a lot of those guys around or as many as can help you going forward since you don't have to reteach everything. Right. Um, let's see. So Samus Reyes uh, talked today before practice, mm-hmm. and so did uh, Jarrett Patterson. Those are pretty much the two feel-good stories um, uh, of training camp, these two guys. Um, what was it, you know, what, what was the, where are their heads at the one day after, after making the final 53? I, I think they both recognize it as a, as a significant milestone for both of them. I know it would for anybody to make an NFL team is a pretty remarkable feat. And, you know, given their journey here, Patterson is a five, seven running back. who has been overlooked at every stop in, in his career. Um, and certainly as, as the local kid who grew up rooting for this team, it, it certainly has a significant meaning. And Samus Reyes, his story is remarkable as, you know, a Chilean pro basketball player who converted to the sport and has made a team after, you know, really only 10 weeks of formal training before arriving. So, I mean, both their stories are just incredible and they send great messages, but I, I think they are, you know, kind of in that mindset where you know, this is just a step and that. I mean, that's exactly what Jarrett said, actually, this is just a step, you know, there's still a lot more work to be done. It's not just about making the team that you want to have success with the team and win with the team. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about that, that final preseason game, not really meaning anything and it, it not being very good football that you're watching on the field, but it looks like there might've been one or two guys that probably played their way either onto or off of this roster from that game. Wasn't there? Yeah, and I, I always push back against the notion that preseason doesn't matter. I mean, yes, nobody is looking at the results of the But, you know, when jobs are on the line, I mean, guys are winning and losing jobs in preseason. So, um, yeah, this year was just more proof that it, it matters a great deal. I mean, Daryl Roberts, according to Ron Rivera, he, he basically won himself a job with the way he played in that last preseason game. Um, so, I you know, it obviously does matter a great deal, and it's it, – it's one big piece of the entire evaluation for coaches. Right. Um, let's see. So the, um, the schedule for the players now practice today, are they off after today through, uh, through the weekend and then come back on Monday? Uh, they have practiced tomorrow and then they get a few days off and then they're back on Labor Day. Gotcha. I liked how um, Ron Rivera kind of low key slipped in yesterday Um in the Cam Newton question, the fact that uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is now officially the starting quarterback. That was very smooth the way he did that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lest anybody, you know, ever think he, he wasn't, I don't know why this was ever a a storyline to be honest with you. I mean, Ron, Ron vowed to have like a true competition at quarterback um, because he felt like he didn't really get a chance to do one last year and, and maybe hurt them later in the season. But, there wasn't really a competition. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick has 16 years. He was given a deal that's worth up to $12 million. Taylor Heineke has two starts in his career um, and has yet to play a full game. So, you know, it's, it's very clear where they stood. Um, so this notion of being him being declared the starter is just kind of silly in my mind, like, obviously. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I, and i wonder you know ron seems very self-aware i imagine he was having a little bit of fun with it too you know yeah maybe a little bit too much fun 
<laughs> Too much. All right. Nikki Javala from the Washington Post. Go follow her on Twitter. You can read her and Sam Fortier every day. They are covering the Redskins. Or, excuse me. Covering the Washington football team beat. It still slips out every once in a while. From now until the end of the season. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. You bet. Anytime. And that is going to do it for us, making the clock on the wall. Say, so we got to get on out of here. Uh, don't forget, go follow us on Instagram at BobMatthews965. Also, subscribe and download the show, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and wherever fine podcasts are sold. Have a good one. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, wear white. Bye.